Hey everybody and welcome back to the Call for Freedom podcast. I hope all is well. I hope you had a great Easter weekend in celebrating and honoring the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's what that weekend is all about. And I hope you had an, you know, some time to pray and and really reflect on what Jesus has done for us. It's very important. It's very important to, you know, instill that in your kids and I just hope that, uh, you know, people, honor is a huge thing. Honor is a huge thing with me, you know, me personally. And uh, not only do, you know, you honor our fallen service members, you know, me being in the military, that, that's very important to me. Um, but we also have to honor our God, and we have to honor, um, you know, most importantly, you know, God gave His only Son, and uh, He rose from the dead and defeated death. And how awesome is that? That that should be something that makes you smile. But we're today we're continuing our study on First Samuel. Samuel chapter 7. And in this chapter, we talk about the eclipsing of the glory of the ark by its privacy in kiriath Jerim for many years. The appearing of the glory of Samuel in his public services for the good of Israel, to whom he was raised up to be a judge, and he was the last that bore that character. This chapter gives us all the account we have of him when he was in the prime of his time. For what we had before was in his childhood in chapters 2 and 3. We have him after um, he was in old age. We have him here active in the reformation of Israel from their idolatry, the reviving of religion among them, in praying for them against the invading Philistines, over whom God, in answer to his prayer, gave them a glorious victory. And erecting a thankful uh, memorial of that victory, and the improvement of that victory, the administration of justice, And these were the things for which God was preparing the designing him in the early early stages of his grace to him. So, Samuel judges Israel. And the men of Kiriath-Jerim came and took up the ark of the Lord and brought it to the house of Abnadab on the hill and they consecrated his son Eleazar to have charge of the ark of the Lord from the day that the ark was lodged at Kiriath-Jerim a long time passed some 20 years and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, 
If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the people of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtaroth and they served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day, and said, There we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Now this is our highlighted verse of this chapter, verse 8 and 9. And the people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. Remember that verse. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion. And they were defeated before Israel. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far below as Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer. For he said, Till now the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron to Gath. And Israel delivered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life, and he went on a circuit year by year to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all these places. Then he would return to Ramah, for his home was there, and there also he judged Israel, and he built there an altar to the Lord. So let's go back to verse 8 and 9. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel. And the Lord answered him. The Israelites were still under attack from the Philistines. 
The Ark hadn't worked the last time they tried to use it as a lucky rabbit's foot. So all they could do now was cast themselves upon God and trust Him, appealing to Him on the basis of His grace, not on superstition or magic. Samuel doesn't seem to have been with the Ark when it was foolishly taken into battle or during the humiliation of the Philistines in the last two chapters. But in this chapter, Samuel very much becomes part of the spiritual revival of Israel. The people repented, and the Lord gave them victory over the Philistines. The spiritual things that didn't happen with the ark happen now without the ark. God was correcting the Hebrew perception that the ark was needed for God to work. God can work through anything and anyone. Here he worked through the word of the Lord, which Samuel spoke, and the prayers Samuel offered. God took away Israel's superstitions. Basically, a security blanket. The ark. And forced them to look elsewhere for security. Samuel told them where to look by calling on the nation to return to the Lord with all their hearts. He sounds very much like Joshua. Put away your gods and serve the Lord, which is found in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. Samuel urged the people to get rid of the foreign idols. They were so prone to worship, and they responded by repenting. Then God brought revival to the spiritually dry land. The word revival is from Latin meaning to live again and usually refers to receiving life again after it has almost expired. When a person has been dragged, nearly drowned, from the Pacific surf by lifeguards, CPR methods have been applied to the limp body and the person was recovered. Those watching say, the surfers revived. The only Spirit of God, or only the Spirit of God, can bring spiritual life to a person that is spiritually dead in their sins. But it's not just the spiritually dead, the lost, that need revival. It's a painful fact that many in the church need revival. And many in the church today are barely alive spiritually. They are in fact living on life support and are greatly in need of reviving. Lord, revive us again and breathe uh, breathe fresh air, new life into us. Your dry and weak church and weary people. In Jesus' name, Amen.